As famously said by Sir Richard Branson, do not be embarrassed by your failures, learn from them, and start again. If you're starting a business, you may be wondering how many businesses fail either in the short term or the long run. Unfortunately, business failure is common. About 20% of small business small businesses fail in their first year and staggering 96% of businesses will fail over a 10-year period of time. As for the remaining 4%, it does not necessarily mean they succeed. It means that they have survived. In this episode, we've invited a serial entrepreneur and active philanthropist. His name is none other than Jeremy Delk. Jeremy is an entrepreneur with a passion for disrupting industries since 2001. His businesses have grossed hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue and created hundreds of high-paying American jobs, among other notable distinctions. He co-founded an internet marketing company in 2006 that generated over $100 million in sales within the three years. And in 2010, Jeremy launched his third firm, a luxury real estate development company. Jeremy has spoken at several universities, corporate conferences, and high-end masterminds all over the world as an Ivy League-educated former management consultant. He has also been featured in many national publications, including The Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Fortune, Inc., Fast Company, Entrepreneur, and Success Magazine. And he was he has also appeared on ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox News. Well, without further ado, let's welcome this amazing gentleman into the house. Woo! Yeah! Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Rasim. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great, man. How about you? Doing well. Doing well. Thanks for the intro. Oh, you're most welcome, man. I mean, like, uh, it's really great honor to have you here. Um, I, I've... I went once I read your story and also at the same time your bio, I was like, man, I, I'm so lucky to have you here on my podcast. And I believe my audiences from around the globe is going to enjoy this whole podcast episode. And so at the same time, learn a lot of massive golden nuggets from you. So, wow, I, I really am stoked to actually get this whole podcast running. So, uh, I believe my audience in Asia and especially in Singapore wouldn't know who Jeremy Delk is. So do you mind if you share with the audience a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm based in the U.S. Uh, uh, I live in Lexington, Kentucky now. I grew up about an hour down the street in a small town around 25, 30,000 people called Bargetown, Kentucky. We're probably most famous for our bourbon. So we're the bourbon capital of the world. So I uh, grew up, um, you know, pretty, you know, normal upbringing, um, you know, middle class, um, small town, and and relatively pretty safe and um, solid, you know, childhood. Um, but I always had this yearning for for wanting to kind of get a small town USA and, and and kind of see more, do more, and and really be more. Um, so that took me away to school up in Providence, Rhode Island, and then uh, had a quick um, but pretty successful career on Wall Street in Boston and then, and then in New York. And then uh, I branched out my own about 20 years ago um, and founded Delk Enterprises, which is a 
diversified um, VC firm. Uh, we started in real estate development, building materials, and then last 10 years has been a lot of healthcare. Um, and you know, our model was basically either you know funding startups or um, doing bolt-on acquisitions, acquiring you know 51% or even up to 100% of the business to try to bolt them on with other synergies. You mentioned my digital media company, real estate. So we've got a pretty cool team and there's a lot of shared services. And a lot of the times the companies I'm looking at that are seeking investment or looking at me to be an advisor or you know business coach or consultant, um, a lot of times they're, they're looking for money. Um, but if you dig a little bit deeper, there's really a gap that they're kind of going through. Like when they get that money, what do they go do with it? And maybe it's finding a, a, a marketing agency or it's bringing in a fractional CFO and a lot of those things I could do with money and with, you know, part of my, uh, my team. So yeah, that's, uh, that's me. All right. Well, I mean, like, uh, you, you, you've really dabbled a lot in terms of finance, uh, in terms of real estate development, as well as even the medical, uh, which we will talk a bit more about it later on as one of the, I would say the core component of our uh, topic for today. But of course, I, I'm really curious, like, how did you get involved in, in finance? How do you get started in, in this industry? Yeah, so um, kind of by happenstance and just early interest. So I, I lost my father when I was young. I was uh, seven years old. And um, I think that shaped a lot of me. I think, you know, that shapes a lot of our childhood shapes who who we all are, right? Um, but mm -hmm. definitely for me, it, it kind of shaped that. And um, I I was set up to receive about a $30,000 inheritance um, that was, you know, in Disney stock and um, 20th Century Ultra Mutual Fund um, at 18. So I knew that at 18, or I knew that at 17. So I started to have any interest in, well, what that's invested in and looking at the market. So I started reading you know, Wall Street. This is 97. Um, I started reading the Wall Street Journal, Investor Business Daily, and just being interested, watching CNBC and having some interest in, hey, this is money coming to me. And I, look, I, I looked at it as almost like some responsibility, like what I was going to do with it. Um, mm -hmm. That in hand with me wanting to kind of get out of uh, um, the small town, you know, from Kentucky, the biggest town, you know, obviously you're in Singapore and you know, big, big city there. But in, in here, it's, you know, as Sinatra said, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. So New York City was always kind of on on my horizon. Even though I didn't know how I'd get there. Um, and then, of course, Wall Street and that kind of finance career. So that was a bit of a dream, but never really um, super planned out. But that's kind of how it uh, how it happened. I ended up ending up on Wall Street. Because I started day trading um, and mm -hmm. took that thirty thousand dollars in about eighteen months into just under two million bucks. Um, so quite Whoa. a big ride. Um, mm -hmm. What's more impressive is I lost it in uh, in three and a half days um, when the when the market oh. market corrected in uh, mm -hmm. in October of ninety nine. So um, that gave me a lot of you know experience, but also put me into a space where hey, I need to go get a get a real job. And uh, mm -hmm. my experience and what I learned about the market teed me up and happenstance led me to an opportunity with Fidelity Investments up in Boston. Mm, okay. Wow. I mean, it is definitely tough, especially when you got an inheritance and then after that you thought you can get a lot of money from the stock exchange and then next moment you got big and then within a few days it's all gone. Oh, I, it is definitely very painful. I mean... 
that at that point of time you were pretty young i i suppose i i believe it's like uh 20 years old or 20 21 years old around there uh i was i was 19 19 um, 19 when i uh when i when i blew it up um and yeah like in the moment it was the worst uh it was the worst thing into the world complete failure i mean everything was kind of going through retrospectively mm -hmm. in life i i look at that as probably one or two of the top things that ever uh um happened to me right so i looked at it as, as a positive yeah I, I mean like uh but how, how did you actually bounce back up from that two million loss and then after that you you got to restart again as a 19 year old with without i believe without much financial support other than your dad's inheritance that was gone already yeah i mean like i think for me the best thing was i didn't have another option right i mean um, my mom, you know, great supporter and would give me the show for back, but I didn't have a safety net. Right. So I had um, already had the trappings of somewhat wealth at a very young age because I, you know, I was a college kid moving off campus my freshman summer. I bought a condo. I wasn't living in an apartment. I, I bought a $80,000, really cool 20 foot ceiling, one bedroom townhouse and had the nice grand Cherokee. So, but I still had a mortgage on my condo. It's like 9% because I had no no good credit. I'm so young, so like nine and a half percent interest. I had um, car payments, mortgage payments, HOAs. So besides school that I had to pay for, um, I had mm -hmm. some scholarship, but I had like actual like real life adult expenses. So I was mm -hmm. my only option was well, I had two options, right? I could you know take my lumps, pack up my toys, and go back home to my mom in in, in Kentucky and. Hey, I, uh, I failed, um, and took a shot and I missed type of thing, or I can dig in and, and figure this thing out. And that wasn't going to be my story. It wasn't going to be my story that I took a shot and missed. I, I, I just dug in and, um, yeah, pick my, I mean, yeah, I mourned for probably three or four days and probably, you know, drank myself to sleep after it, uh, after it went, <laughs> but yeah, mm -hmm. just picked myself up and I didn't have a choice. And, you know, I went from odd job to odd job to odd job. And, you know, I'm actually, I'm writing a book right now. Oh. Um, it'll be out later this year. Um, it's a memoir, but on business and it's called Without a Plan. So, I mean, just like I gave you the story and how I ended up on Wall Street, every business I've started, bought, sold, th there hasn't been a, a particular plan in place. Mm -hmm. It's just like a, more of a direction and just getting going has been my piece. And I think it served me pretty well, right? And I think that's kind of the lesson I want to be able to talk about in the book is like, you don't have to have it all figured out, but you just have to move forward and just keep going. I think that's the biggest, uh, the biggest thing. Yeah, I totally agree with you on that. I mean, like, just like what Gary Vee has told me before, it's like uh, nobody gets to know what they want and especially get to figure things out at, at an early age. Even people at about 40 or 50 or 60 or 70, some of them, they are not even aware of what they want or they haven't even figured out. What they want right just like uh you know kentucky fried chicken colonel saunders he also figured it out only at, at what a great age right yeah, yeah so, right yeah so I, I truly agree with you on that and um i just want to ask you do you truly love the process of figuring things out of uh, getting your business going succeed and all despite its ups and downs yeah, I mean, like you mentioned Gary, right? So like he talks about like just like obsessing about the process, right? Like he wants to buy the mm -hmm. Jets, but it's not even about owning the Jets. It's the process of getting there. And he gets mm -hmm. a lot of shit for that sometimes. 
but <laughs> but I think if you're a true entrepreneur, you do love the process. And and for me, you know, it's like I embrace failure so much. I think failure is so you know your kids are taught in school and just kind of shaped that you know don't want to fail, don't get that. Like that's bullshit. Like that's where you actually learn. So for me, this you know me going from business to business to business and and idea to idea. It's, it's fueling this creative curiosity that I have that I always just like to learn, right? We're looking at, at um, buying this SaaS company for college turns. I know nothing about it. I know a little bit about SaaS, but what I found throughout investing, primarily fairly industry agnostic, is business to business is business. And they have similar challenges. You've got people that are running the business, people on the team. You've got customers on the other end buying it, whether that's B2B, B2C, and you know, you really can learn um, through through the process. And if you don't like that, then you're not really ever going to like being an entrepreneur. It's the uncertainty yeah. going through so you can enjoy it. But I really embrace that piece for actually. And then conversely, um, and this is shown in my career, I'm usually exiting businesses after the learning's kind of done, right? Once I've kind of taken it to this next level, this next level, and things are going well, and it's just slow and steady, I'm pretty bored, right? Like even on my business coaching stuff that I do, like it's all on jeremydelk.com. But if you, if you go there, like if you call me and like, yeah, business is going well, but you know, just want to try and, you know, ramp up a little bit. Like I'm, I'm not your guy, right? Like I'm your guy when it's burning down, problems are here. Like that's, that's where I actually get excited and engage and where I can add a lot of impact. Um, and that's where the really great opportunities I think uh, can, can stem from. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you on this, especially when businesses are going downwards. It, it is the, the, I would say, the most in, interesting yet creative time for you to actually get your creative juices out and get going and, and try to see how you can not let this sink further and, you know, get this ship out of the out of that sea and, and go, go out there and enjoy the whole adventure and all this other stuff in terms of business-wise. So I truly believe that, you know, uh, we need to enjoy the process, like what you mentioned. Uh, we need to enjoy the process of uh, doing the, the things and going through some certain motions at times and also at the same time getting things done and also at the same time figuring out how we can actually uh, help those businesses that are going downwards, like what you, are, what you have been doing, uh, which I really, really uh, find it very admiring like uh, admirable because uh, not not it's not easy like when a business is sinking no one can not many people i would say can actually dare to go and save this businesses and all this other stuff right so yeah, yeah. And for, for sure and then i think where where i've hopefully been able to help um where i've been able to help a lot i, I don't know if a lot but where i feel like i've been able to help and add some value is that being an entrepreneur sometimes is a lonely sport, right? I mean, you know, you've got, especially if it's you're the a sole founder and you're funding it. I mean, you've got to be very stoic and give your team confidence, right? Maybe you're having problems funding payroll or who, who knows what you're going through. You've got to deal with all that primarily alone, right? Because if you freak out your team and give them fair, so it's a very lonely place. And yeah. especially if you've not been there, right? Once you've been there a few times, like, oh, I'll, fig I'll figure this out. And your confidence kind of gets... Uh, gets better and you're you just know you'll you'll figure it out it's it's easier but i think it's it is helpful when i can be able to be there to kind of reassure like hey guys 
What if we don't? What's going to happen, right? What, what, like, go through, accept what the worst case scenario is, and then fucking just don't let it happen. Or if it does, like, okay, then you'll still pivot, right? I mean, we've all had things that have hit us hard. But, you know, humans are resilient beings, right? You can get up and, 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 and move on and, and overcome most things. Yeah, totally. I mean, like just now when I was actually at a networking event, uh, they actually mentioned this. So one of the speakers actually mentioned that uh, being an entrepreneur is really a lonely road. And not just that, when you're stressed out by the business, you can't be telling the employees that you're stressed because when you're telling them that you're implying to them that, hey, I need you to feel the stress as well. And right. then next moment, they, they wouldn't want to talk to you about it or they, they will give you additional stress because of that. And I, I can feel how, how you actually mentioned it earlier. I was like, yeah, totally agree with you on that lonely road. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I, I would like to ask you, right, like how important is failure to you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's crucial. I mean, I think failure is, you know, you mentioned some of the business I've started. I mean, Inc. 500 Awards and all, all these like highlight reels that I think anyone that's been at this for a while has. But that's all bullshit, right? I mean, that's like my CV. That's all really good. But that that those roads to get there is where you really kind of rubber at the road. And, and that's where you really did the learning. And that was through failures small failures, catastrophic failures. But as long as you can learn and look at those lessons and it's hard, right? I mean, like I, I mentioned losing all this money back in when I was a young youngster, like in the moment, it's really hard to do it, but you have to convince yourself like, okay, emotionally, what am I feeling? Am I, is my throwing, you know, bad thoughts and, you know, I'm going through this and it's just, woe is me. Or am I like saying, okay, well, what's the lesson here? How do I learn it? How do I apply it? How do I ensure this doesn't happen again? So failure is where, you know, the, the magic happens, right? And, and as long as you can embrace that, get through it and, and learn from it, that's where you become a better entrepreneur, right? I mean, that, that really, really is it. I mean, I'm able to help all these businesses now, um, not because I'm a genius. It's because I've seen yeah. a lot and I've messed up a bunch, right? And, and it's those failures. That I know like, hey, well, don't do that because these are the consequences if you do this, this, and this, right? So mm-hmm. that's just experience, right? I think that's anyone that's seeing you know gary who's been at it forever anyone that's been at the game for for a a certain amount of time that's that's where it comes from not from reading some special book or a how-to it's because they failed right but haven't been scared to fail. that's the thing i mean i think that's the worst thing that you could happen is if you have this fear of failure and you're not uh you have this fear of failure and you don't ever get started like Mm -hmm. you're costing yourself and and maybe the world who knows what your idea is right if you don't just get started What's what's at risk? That's that's the worst thing than failing. It's not not ever not ever getting going. Yep, totally agree with you on that. Then, I believe you would have actually felt this fear of failure before, right? So, how how do you actually overcome this fear of failure kind of concept? Um, I mean, I think for me, it, it, so it's hard, right? And it's hard. If you've never failed, it's really hard, right? Because you think just yep. the wheels have come off and you're, especially you, you combine that with being lonely and what have you, it's tough. When you've, when you've went through some things, right? Um, and came out the other side, you have your confidence up, right? Like, oh, wow, that's, that's kind of good. So I try as much, much thing as, you know, I've got a saying, I was speaking at a, been a little bit ago and 
I, I firmly believe, especially in business, that there is no such thing as a good thing or a bad thing that ever happens to you or a business. Mm -hmm. They're merely events. And it's the emotions and the action that you apply to those events that will determine if they were a good event or bad event. So I try, hey, I got a lawsuit or I've got this this thing or I've got you know um, a vendor that knocked me off or whatever the scenario is. I actually try to trick my mind is to kind of laugh at it like oh well that's interesting um and we'll see how that's going to work out as opposed to like oh my god this is the worst thing ever it's fired and you're just going through because you're only exacerbating the situation so i just really try to and it's hard sometimes because it really does yep. look scary sometimes like all right this sucks what are we going to do about it how are we going to well let's just see how it feels and you just have to kind of get that 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 thought where you're being productive on it as opposed to just going down a rabbit hole of how bad things are because that isn't productive. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answer your question. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like totally, I, I truly agree with you in terms of how we should be overcoming fear of failure by not telling ourselves so negatively about the things, but just go through, go through it and pretty much we'll be fine after that right yeah yeah I, so. I think you shouldn't have a fear of failure that's just the wrong mindset you should embrace mm -hmm. it right i run towards failure like i try to break things i try to go through and 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 predetermine if i'm going to go start a business or start a new launch or whatever it is i set a metric up before of what success and failure is right like hey mm -hmm. if this if we do throw 20 grand at it give it three months and if we don't have this result then it failed. It didn't work. And it's okay. If, if it didn't work, maybe you triage it. You understand what didn't work or sweet, but then you go through, or if it succeeds, then you just ramp up and go that next level. So yeah. I, I think that you should try to go through failure, try to break things and then, and then learn. Cause that's, that's what it is. I mean, this, the title of the book is without a plan and it's not saying like, Hey, just go through life with lollipops and gumdrops. It's all going to be okay. But I've, I've, I've started and built a lot of businesses and I can assure you not one of them, has ever went exactly as I thought it would, right? So if that's the case, um, why, you know, get this paralysis by analysis and try and lay out every single thing? Because you just don't know. The market may be not ready, too early, too late. You just don't know. Have an idea of where you want to go and then just start going off in that direction and then take it as it comes because you'll have more information once you're into it as opposed before you get started. Yeah, totally, totally. Then, Jeremy, what, what's a major mistake you made in your life and what have you learned from it? Yeah, look, I think um, I think the there's there's two events, and both of them are um, are related. And I think one thing you could do that's that's conversely to like, hey, embracing failure and going through, is that your confidence can really get to you sometimes, right? And then mm -hmm. sometimes that confidence cannot. It's there, but sometimes it could be your, your worst enemy, right? So um, yep. I think when I was when I was day trading and making all that money at 19, I felt invincible. And like, this is easy and this is going through. And like, I didn't put in the work to understand and really be a, a true student because I was in a bull market. I was making money and like, no one could teach me anything. And I think if you're if you're at that point where you can't be taught and you're not so trying to get better, um, the the universe has this you know cosmic karmic approach to really fucking slap you in the face and kind of teach you <laughs> that happened yeah um and then it happened to me again a few years ago right we were 
we do the Inc. 500 business and we are going and, you know, we, we got fast and loose on some things. Um, and it was a highly regulated industry and, um, it cost me a lot of money, cost me some liberties. I mean, it, it was, it was a bad deal. Um, I've come out the other side of it and now obviously that helps, helps, I think even talk to the, the level of being able to get through adversity and, and overcoming, um, challenges and these things, there is always that other side and hopefully my lesson helps someone else never go through what I went through. But, um, there was that level of confidence, right? That level of, you know, Hey, I'm invincible and you know, it's, it's not a good place. And, and that happened 20 years apart. So I don't think I'll let it happen again, but it's, it's easy to do. Right. So when you find yourself like everything's going great, it's going good. Can't beat me you know, watch, watch out. Right. It's like, uh, I think Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. That's the, that's the guy that was behind him in the airplane a few, uh, a few months ago. Yeah. Like, if, if you haven't got punched in the face as an entrepreneur, don't worry. It's, it's fucking coming, but it's okay. Right. Um, same thing where nothing goes perfect forever. It also doesn't always go bad forever. Right. I think that's the, the yeah. piece. So just that, I think th those are the two biggest pieces, totally different spaces, but just that, that false sense of security that you have it all figured out, you don't, and you never do. Yeah, totally. Like when we thought that we knew that is the path, and next moment, hey, there's something that's coming along the way. Hey, this this is different from what what I thought it's supposed to be, and then next moment, boom, you thought you're invincible, and the next moment, pum, you get hit by reality again. You get hit by by probably lawsuits. You got hit by a, a lot of other stuff and a lot of. Uh, obstacles that's coming along the way and then next moment you'll be like your your confidence level will just keep going downwards and downwards and and i i totally uh feel you when you said that well at 19 you lost so much and then next moment uh you 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 come back up and then you you thought you're going to be invincible again and next moment boom you hit another obstacle and man that, that that's going to be re really really tough because it's not like two thousand three thousand dollars it's millions and and it's not easy when you when you are able to actually come back up again um, when i read about your story and i saw that wow you actually went through certain uh, uh bad period of time and uh, i would say two years or three years ago and then after that you, you managed to bounce back up again it was like wow it's it's incredible and i when i check like wow, your you you have your your net worth has increased over the last three years, and I was like, wow, it, it's not easy to go from seven figures to zero and then go back to seven and eight figures again. It's like, wow, your your journey is really impressive. It's massive. Wow. Yeah. No, th thank you. And look, I think that's the the lesson there is. Um, and hopefully something, no one goes through everything I went through, but no matter how bad it is, you get like, you, you can come to the other side if you allow yourself to go and do it. I think that's the, that's the biggest piece, right? That's the lesson of just kind of keep moving forward and keep yep. learning. I think that's the, that's really the, the, the biggest piece and, and be willing to open and, and open to learning. Yep. I, I agree with you. And, uh, there, there are definitely some people who are at the extreme end of failure, like in the sense where they think that, Hey, you know, I, if I want to be an entrepreneur, I have to fail it all. I have to I have to lose it all, right? So, what's your advice for people who think they should have lost it all, in a sense? Yeah, it's a it's a good question. Um, you know, probably one of the best pieces of advice I ever got when I was I, I had went out on my own early. Um, we had a building materials business, and 
was 23, 24 at the time. And um, I met this guy. He was he had this nice BMW X5. It was very similar to mine. I, I thought I was pretty proud of it. And he had restaurants, and he was probably in his mid-30s. and had all kinds of beautiful wife, big, massive house out in Long Island. And I just, like, picked his brain, like, dude, you're, you got it together, man. Like, how, tell me what, what you've done. How did you make it? And he said to me, like, well, you know what? My, my, my only advice to you is that you don't deserve to have any money in the bank um, until you're 30. And I was like, wow, that's kind of a dick thing to say. Like, what, you know, mm-hmm. but, but what he meant by that, um, and I think it's, you know, probably more eloquently said when Gary talks about it, but it's, you know, you need to take all these chances as much as you can when you're young, right? So if I would have lost everything at, you know, like I did when I was 20 or 19 or 20, you know, okay, what, what happened? Like I went home and I could have went home with my mom and I was good. That happened now. I mean, I've got a wife, kids, like all these other challenges, right? That, that, that There's more people kind of counting on me, right? So yeah. I think um, for me, as I said, like I didn't have another option. So that was, that was good. I don't know that you have to go all in and lose everything. I think you have to go in with the mindset of, you know, and everyone has different risk tolerances, right? But, you know, entrepreneurship is, I don't, I also don't believe everyone's an entrepreneur. I, I think, I don't think that's, I don't, I don't think you can teach this. Um, mm-hmm. I think you have to have surf, a certain component of you inside. And for me, it's, you know, a failure is not an option type of thing, right? I may get knocked down and I may fail, but I'm going to come back up. So like, if, if you never stop, you never completely fail. You may have these bumps in the bumps in the road. So I don't know that you need to lose it all. I don't recommend losing it all, um, especially later in life when you have people counting on you. But maybe yep. it's, it's having these small failures and kind of setting up. And I think that's why I talk to, you know, I've got guys that I'm coaching, guys and girls that I'm coaching in, in my in my uh, business deal or, or what have you. They're, they've already started the company, but they're worried about making acquisition or scaling or going to a new hire or whatever. Set up those small parameters like, hey, well, this is what success or failure looks like. And it's like these micro failures that go through that you're comfortable with. Um, if you're not comfortable with going and making those uh, all in uh, all in goals. Mm, okay. Oh, nicely said. Oh, I I agree with you on that as well. And what, what what's your top piece of advice for someone thinking of starting a business then? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's super simple. It's just get started, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and it's kind of ties into the last question, right? I mean, get started with what you're comfortable with, but don't not start right so if you've got a full-time job and you're looking to hey i want to go out and and go do podcasting or i want to go and start a healthcare company or whatever it is that you want to do you know you got a family and you don't have the risk tolerances or the backstop or the security to be able to carry yourself um through a few quarters of no income um while you're starting and getting the business up then maybe you don't do that because maybe you you can't handle that pressure like for me I, i work really good under pressure but if you can't handle that then maybe you start doing it on the nights or the weekends and you, you kind of start in and having those pieces where like, all right, well, Hey, this was my first test. And I like that. And then you start these little micro steps for yourself to go. But the biggest thing is just get started in some capacity of it. Right. Is talking mm-hmm. about talk is cheap. You know, an idea is worth nothing. Literally yeah. worth action. Totally. 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 Always a, a thousand miles always starts with a first step. Right? That's right. So, so that's why for all of you who are tuning in, be it on Facebook Live, LinkedIn Live, or you're listening to the podcast through Apple or even Spotify, you guys should check this out and go and do it. Like, 
what Jeremy has mentioned, go and take action and not just micro actions, but also massive actions as well, if possible, and go and get things done before, you know, procrastination, fear of failure, and all the other stuff just wrap around your head like a bubble and, and you're, you're gone just like that because you, you, you're so afraid of starting, right? So all of you go and start doing things and make sure that you are able to actually get your dreams, get, get your goals slowly by sure and surely get it done by 2022, 2023, and so on and so forth, so that your future self will thank you for starting. And um, I understand that you have actually been a millionaire before, right? And now you are still a millionaire as well. So do you mind if you share with us, like, what are the steps in which an entrepreneur can take in order to become uh, a millionaire or even make a million dollars in their businesses? Yeah, I mean, the hitting that first mark, right, is um, I, I think it's, you know, they, then they say that, right, like your first million is your hardest. And it's true, right? And I think it's only because of just, you know, doing in that first kind of step, right, and kind of getting there. Um, after that, it does get far, far easier. Um, and I think for no other reason other than you've, you've done it, right? It's, I think so many people have this, wow, it's so hard. And like, they also think, oh, wow, you hit a million dollars and like you're this, nothing really changes for you at that level, right? I mean, like, yeah, I mean, you're, of course, it's a nice milestone to hit, but it really, once you're there, it's, you know, I remember when I was a young kid, I made that money, I was like, oh, wow, that's all the money I ever need. Like, that's far from the truth. You need a lot, lot more, um, depending on what level you're kind of playing at. But it's, it's just get, get, getting there that first time is a, it's mainly a confidence component. And it also deters a lot of people like, wow, it's just so, I can't get there and it's so, so big. But I just challenge you to break it down, right? And it's like, you know, how do you eat an elephant? You know, one bite at a time, right? So what is your good service or, or, or product that you're, that you're offering and selling? What's it cost, right? And then just back into it. Right. I think that's an easier way to look at it. Right. So if you want to hit a million dollars in cash and profit, okay, what's your profit margins? What's your LTV? What's your CAC? You know, if, if you're selling a digital product, customer acquisition costs, those type of things, then just work backwards. You need to sell 10,000 widgets. Okay. How many do you sell a day? Right. All right. Well, you sell um, 10 a day. Right. Well, what's, what's that? A thousand days. So it's three years roughly. And in three years, you could get there. How do I get there quicker? sell twice as many right then you're there 18 months so it's like th those type of things where you can like oh that's that's manageable so this yeah. week i want to go here and this day i want to go do that and just back into it it's not uh it's not not that hard when you look at at that level then when you hit that million then you're like all right well how do i make five how do i make 10 how do i make 20 and then it's just a just a numbers game and you don't get as hung up on this you know unicorn milestone it's just like yeah of course just the numbers just get bigger Mm -hmm. okay well all right thanks i mean like uh this this is this is uh, very basic and this is what i believe very uh common sense but not common practice as well so that's why i truly believe that you know for all of you who are tuning in if you want to get a million just do like what jeremy has mentioned just work backwards and see how you can actually price your goods and all and and also at the same time you multiply it and see how many you need to sell and get get it get it done and i'm pretty sure you know 
you will definitely be able to reach your your goal or even a million dollars in the next few years and there's no there's no shortage of money out there right like uh, grant cardone like talks about this all the time right um someone else has your money right now you just need to go get it right there's there's no shortage of money right so sell more of your good service do more jvs do deal i mean there's there's an infinite supply of 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 cash out there you just need to start bringing it and attracting and going going and getting it and just looking at different ways to do it and and that's the that's 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 a trick and sometimes you know i I talk about not starting up you know about that you can go to my website jeremyduck.com and there's this one page plan that uh i use for all my business i've done multiple hundred million dollar businesses with it and it's just a business plan on one sheet of paper that keeps you focused on this is what our initiatives are for this year and team can report out on it and your, your your listeners can download it for free um but that's important for you know one main focus right like hey this is what success and failure is going to look like and this is where we're going to get there sometimes markets are just too early sometimes you're on the right product mix sometimes your customers aren't ready sometimes you you just have an ugly baby right and mm-hmm. you have to be able to set that you know level of success or failure early on so you can move right and go through because that's the other mistake entrepreneurs make is they really kind of set up and just dig in and dig in and and never try to change or modify and sometimes you just got to cut bait and move to the different a different product completely or a different service or whatever look look at netflix netflix was a complete failure i don't get dvds in the mail anymore you probably don't either right you're you're streaming content that's a different a different level great business they pivoted and changed completely on what their mindset. They saw saw that and that and it and it worked out. So that's that's something you just like as a lesson to to look back and learn from. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Nice. Then, uh, you know, I I I really admire what what you have uh, done so far, and I, I I'm really also curious as to how uh how are entrepreneurs able to actually get themselves onto platforms like Forbes, Inc., and even like uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, for example. Like, how, how do you actually get yourself there in, in the first place? Yeah, look, I mean, there's there's multiple levels, right? I mean, I think um, I've got a, a team that helps me out, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. I've got a PR team and, and what have you. And then, you know, I speak a lot. I'm on a lot of podcasts. So um, I've become a little bit of a subject matter expert. So I get a lot of incoming incoming invites to to kind of go and do that but that's not you know for everybody and it's not cheap to have that uh that team but there's a ton of resources that are out there um that you can pay for like it's called haro h h a r o which is like help a reporter out um Uh, i don't know how much it costs but it's like you know 10 20 50 100 bucks it's not a ton and basically you tell what you're what you're good at or your industry is you know, uh, environmental safety or whatever it is, then what these what happens is worldwide, nationwide reporters basically send out, hey, I'm looking for an expert to talk about environmental safety in Nebraska or in Singapore or, or wherever. Then you just reply, hey, listen, here's my credentials. This is what we do. And I'm, a, I'm educated with this. This is why I'm a subject matter expert. And I will go through. So you're helping them out by giving them so they need a source basically mm-hmm. so that's a, 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 a nice way to be able to go and, and do that um, number one number two is maybe you're in environmental thing and you don't have the money to, to, to pay for Haro and you see that you know this news anchor or this um, this writer at this paper 
wrote a great story on environmental safety and they left something out or you have something to add to it, right? You know that that person's interested in that segment go through, email them, call them, hey, listen, just so you know, here, I loved your article. Here's my thoughts on this. I think there's a really cool thing you go. You can even do a follow-up. Blah, blah, blah. If I can help anyway, I've got a ton of resources to go through. And you just email. That costs nothing, right? So yeah. um, that hustle mentality is uh, how, how, how you can do it. You don't need to do what I do um, with the whole team to, 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 to get on. Okay. Well, thanks, man. I really appreciate your input on that. And, you know, as we are actually coming to the end of the podcast, I have one final question for you. And this question is something that I believe you already went through it before. So I, I think it's a no-brainer, but still, I'm going to ask you this. So imagine this, you suddenly lose everything again, right? Your money, your name, your reputation. So what would you do from day one to day 30 to save yourself? Um, yeah, look, I mean, I think the first thing is like your, your mindset, where are you? Right. I mean, have you, you've got to just get over it. Right. And, and that's, that's when the day one starts. Right. And look, and sometimes it takes people longer. If you need a day or two to kind of go through or, you know, longer than, Hey, listen, this sucked. And this is where, where I am. And now I'm through it. But once you kind of stop feeling bad about yourself, you're like, all right, now let's go. I've got people counting on me. I've got to kind of go through it and then just assess, assess where you are. You know, we all have. Um, value. And there's a great saying, you know, that, that someone actually told me, like you, you don't always value what you know because you know it, right? Like you do. But mm -hmm. I don't. I, I'm a guest on podcasts. I've toyed with doing my own, but I don't necessarily have the energy to do it. You have your own podcast. Like there's knowledge there, right? So you know a lot about going live on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and and going using Streamyard and like you you have some intuit knowledge of going through. Maybe there's someone out there that wants to start a podcast. Go and help them. Go. So there's always something that you can go through and apply only with what you know. You don't have to have inventory. You don't have to have products. You don't have to just go through and, and add value. If you can't get someone to hire you and pay you money, do it on the come. Like, hey, listen, let me go and, and do this for you. And that could be someone, a young kid out of college going through and trying to get a, um, a, a new job and wants to work for someone and learn. Do it. Work for free. Do an internship or say, hey, listen. I'm confident I can deliver this thing or, Hey, if, if in your case, you're, you're going to teach someone to do podcasts. Like I know how to get you the most, the best podcast with great guests and great viewership in 30 days. Don't pay me anything. Um, until I, I'm, I'm giving you that result. And if, if I was going to charge you, I charge you five grand. Let me do it for you for free. If I do the results, you give me $3,000 or whatever. So, um, that type of thing, it de-risk it for you and you go, mm -hmm. but you still have value. And, um, through, all you know experiences good and bad you learn more and you you're more depth and you and you, and you come through the other side better than you were before so mm -hmm. i think that's it and just seeing where you can go through and 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 add value and then go to your contacts man like put send out a text hey how's it going how can i help I, i've got some time on my hands i'm looking for new opportunities what do you got working and you'll be surprised in in your phone right here right you've got hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people that you could just text you like, Hey, long time. I haven't, haven't spoken. It's uh, it's racing here. Um, I want to kind of chat and see how I can help out. I'm looking to add some value and see if we can do something together. You will get calls back. Right, 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 right. Yeah, man. That's so, that's so true. I mean, like that, this is, this is just some, 
life hacks, business hacks that we just don't commonly use. I mean, like it's common sense, but like what I mentioned earlier, it's not common practice. So, wow. I mean, this, these are really good jams, man. These are really good jams for, for my listeners and viewers. So for those of you who are tuning in, this is Jeremy Delk. He is one hell of an entrepreneur and philanthropist and really amazing individual that I managed to interview tonight. And for those of you, um, Jeremy, do you mind if you share uh, what's your uh, social media pages so that people can actually go and follow you and go and if possible, they can even ask you for any help and, and probably hire you as a coach or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I'm uh, Jeremy S. Delk, uh, S. and Stephen, Jeremy S. Delk on all social. So Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and um, the website's jeremydelk.com. So you can uh, download that one page plan for free, um, connect with me. And yeah, love. We're always looking to help entrepreneurs. I'm looking to invest in companies, coach, anything. So yeah, please, uh, please feel to reach out and uh, love to help where I can. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. So with that, uh, I would like to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. And also, of course, thank you, Jeremy, for all the amazing inputs. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you taking your time out out of your busy schedule just to have a 45 minutes or even an hour or so to actually have a you know, conversation with me through this interview. Really, really appreciate it. So... Guys, stay tuned for the next episode for the Regacy Show. We're coming back to you again live next week. And with that, take care and stay safe during this period of time. And see you guys soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, Rizan. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of The Regacy Show. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has brought you to an epiphany where you realize that this is where you want to go and this is what you want to do. So I hope you will continue to support and also at the same time, like, comment and share this episode out to your people. To your family your friends and not forgetting that we have just created a telegram group it's called the Regacy show family so you can go and check it out and let us know how you find this group is serving you all right so with that i would like to thank you once again see you and stay tuned for another episode of the Regacy show